Mmm. Mmm. That's good. Oh, yeah. That's very good. Hi, this is Jason Goodman. And I'm Ashton Yu. Welcome to Better For You, a podcast where we deep dive into food products and figure out if they're actually better for you. Today we'll look at Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and their Better For You competitor, Justin's Peanut Butter Cups, and we'll answer the question, are they better for you? Before we go into if they're better for you, we're going to first talk a little bit about the brand and its history, and uh, I'll be talking about Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Reese's are the number one best-selling candy brand in the United States, made by the Hershey Company, headquartered in Hershey, PA. Uh, Hershey, PA, named after Milton Hershey, the guy that started uh, Hershey's Chocolate. And fun fact, the guy who uh, who invented Reese's, his name is H.B. Reese. He worked for Milton Hershey uh, in at the Hershey Company. But... Reese's peanut butter cups were invented by him in his basement, but in H.B. Reese. So he started his own candy company, the Reese's Candy Company, to commercialize uh, peanut butter and peanut butter covered or chocolate covered peanut butter things. Later on, when H.B. Reese died, Hershey bought the Reese's Peanut Butter Company. So now Reese's is back under the brand, and that transaction was valued at $2.5 billion, representing the fact that, again, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the number one best-selling candy brand in the United States. So looking at the packages of Reese's, uh, it screams classic. It's orange, brown, yellow, very autumnal. Um, it's a digital image of a peanut butter cup. Uh, when you open them, you see two packages or two Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Uh, they each live in this brown paper wrapping. Uh, when I grew up, I actually hollowed out the center and then ate the ring around it, sort of like a tire. Uh, very classic candy, classic packaging, uh, and delicious. All right, so now I'm going to intro Justin's. Justin's offers a suite of products all based on nut butters, from single-serve squeeze packs to protein bars and, of course, peanut butter cups. Their claim for differentiation is their various grinding processes that create this unique and creamy texture and just a more luxurious nut butter experience. Um, the Justin story is your classic startup success story. Justin Gold was a vegetarian and very physically active, so nut butters were a big staple in his diet. But he was disappointed by the flavor of a lot of the options out there, so he started making what he called culinary nut butters in his kitchen. Um, he began selling at the farmer's market, then local shops in Boulder, Colorado, and eventually he was in nationwide distribution. Justin's has an estimated annual revenue of about $186 million with about 300 employees, and they were bought by Hormel in 2016 for $286 million. Um, in terms of the packaging, their packaging is gorgeous, it's clean, it's modern. It's the same as Reezy's, two cups in each package. Um, the thing that stands out to me is all of the seals on the package. You see organic, Rainforest Alliance, orangutan-friendly palm oil, gluten-free, kosher. I've actually never seen this many seals or certifications on a package before. Um, it actually prompted me to do a bit of Googling to see what all these are, and I learned quite a lot. Um, Justin has a section on their website all about their values, and they really value sustainability, minimizing environmental impact, and that is very clear from uh, their branding. Ashton, do all of those different seals uh, make you want to buy Justin's more? I think on some deeper psychological level, yes, because you feel like more justified in maybe paying a little more. You think, oh, I'm doing something, making a better choice for the planet hmm. if I do this. Yeah. At least for me, that's how I feel. Got it, got it, got it. 
What what about you? Oh, I don't know. I feel like every brand has so many has so many different things on it. Um, it's almost like an expectation. So, I'm like, all right, yeah, you got your your circles. Everyone's got their circles, but it's important for some, for a lot of people. It is important for us. So, for for yeah. me, it feels like there's too many circles on too many brands. Oh yeah. Sometimes I think that's why I was really impressed when I looked into Justin's a little more because sometimes I feel like people just do like to slap circles right. on. Um, but I think for a lot of the ones they include, Justin's backs it up. So, yeah, Great. I was very impressed. All right, so now we'll discuss uh, the macros or macronutrients for Justin's and Reese's. Macros are, like their name would suggest, big molecules. We're talking about fiber, sugar, fat, and protein. And because these big molecules contribute the most to calories, we'll also talk about calories here. I'll go into Reese's, and whenever you talk macros, the serving sizes are a little different, which is a topic for a whole another podcast. Uh, very frustrating for consumers, I think. Uh, so we normalize them both to the serving size of Reese's for this comparison. Serving size of Reese's is slightly larger. So Reese's macros. A pack of Reese's, those two Reese's peanut butter cups, has 210 calories. A pack of Justin's has 242 calories. That is about a 30 calorie difference, which is not huge, but it's not nothing. This is mostly driven by the fact that Reese's actually has less fat than Justin's. Reese's has about 12 grams of fat and Justin's has 16. Justin's has less protein and fiber, but when you're looking at five grams versus four grams or two grams versus one gram, in my opinion, this is pretty negligible. The thing that stands out the most to me is a big difference in sugar. Reese's with 22 and Justin's with 17. The sugar to me is a much bigger problem than the extra fat in Justin's. Fat versus sugar has been a big debate in food for decades, but there's an increasing body of research, one, linking so many diseases to dietary sugar, and two, showing that while not all fats are created equal, fats are not always bad, hence the popularity of the Mediterranean diet. So, okay, now we'll talk, we'll ask the question, are, whose macros are better, Justin's or Reese's? Ashton, what do you think? I would say Justin's macros are better. I'll take slightly higher calories and fat over less sugar any day. I disagree. <laughs> I care. I really do care a lot about sugar, but more so about calories. Yes, so I personally think that Reese's macros are better, which I was surprised to see. Uh, so there's no no conclusion. Here. Well, we're each on different sides here. We are tied. Uh, and then, so now, well, yeah, right, we're tied. We'll go on a, what we're going to do now is go on a little digression about a specific macro. Ashton mentioned the big debate between sugar and fat. So I just want to talk a little bit about sugar as Reese's has a bunch more sugar. Sugar is the current boogeyman in the food industry. A lot of folks are looking for less sugar or at least sugar in different forms. Reese's has 22 grams of sugar total and 20 grams of that is added sugar. Added sugar means it's a commodity sugar that's not present in the ingredients themselves. Your body sees sugar as sugar but we call a lot of different things sugar. Typically, we're referring to sucrose. Uh, sucrose is, I know if you remember this from like high school chemistry, sucrose is a molecule of glucose and fructose. Your body breaks down and absorbs glucose immediately, and fructose actually takes a little bit more time. So glucose only is like one of those high GI or glycemic index foods, but again, a subject for another podcast. What we really care about with sugar is that these are really empty calories. They're just sugar. They taste great but they don't provide any other nutrients. Now let's talk ingredients. We did our macros, we did our brands. What are these things? What are Reese's, what are Justin's made of? 
And I know that there's a lot of controversy on like what you can pronounce or what not. Uh, so or what makes a good ingredient or what makes a bad ingredient. So let's just start with like, Ashton, what do you think makes a bad ingredient? I don't know if I believe in bad ingredients per se outside of, you know, if it's blatantly carcinogenic or incredibly bad for the environment. Um, I think it's dependent on how much of that ingredient you actually eat. So a lot of ingredients have a dose response. So until it reaches a certain threshold value, you're actually not going to have any sort of adverse bodily reaction to it. Um, I mean, you can think about water at a certain um, threshold is poisonous. So I think most ingredients are pretty neutral. Neutral. I, I would concur. It's the, the dose makes the poison, right? Yeah. yeah. Especially all these ingredients you see in clean label. You know, if you can't pronounce it, then it shouldn't be in there. I'm not 100% sure I agree with all of that because some of those provide some really great functionality. And, you know, unless you eat a hundred times the value you're getting in what whatever product it is, you're not going to see any sort of reaction to it. That was a wonderful segue into the ingredients in Reese's that do a lot of weird things, and some of them are great, but you can't pronounce them. So let, I'll do those real fast. Uh, there are a lot of ingredients in Reese's, definitely not clean label at all. None of them are too crazy, but there are two that uh, they should have just abbreviate on the ingredient panel that I think is worth going into. The first one is PGPR, which stands for polyglycerol polyricinoleate. Ooh. Yeah, it's a mouthful. That's an emulsifier. Uh, so it takes fats and uh, non-fat like water and makes and mixes them together. So they create a structure. Um, emulsifiers, there's some evidence they can disrupt the gut microbiome. So it's potentially bad. But many of these things are used in foods at very low percentage concentrations. Now, what I think is really cool is because it creates a better emulsion, and this is all for making chocolate, this allows Reese's to use less fat so when we said earlier that Reese's has less fat and fewer calories, this is why, because they're using an ingredient you can't pronounce. So if you care about that, this actually is a good ingredient. Uh, and the other one that uh, they abbreviate is TBHQ, which stands for tert butyl hydroquinone. Uh, this is just a preservative. Uh, in actuality, it's an antioxidant. So if you like antioxidants, you'll love TBHQ, even though you can't uh, pronounce it. Uh, so. It prevents oxidation, improves shelf life, and the toxicity of TBHQ is like incredibly low. And there's a large margin between the dose they used in food and what people would say is unsafe. Okay, and now I'm going to talk about Justin's ingredients. So looking at the package, really clean label, nothing surprising, literally everything you'd expect to be in chocolate and peanut butter. Um, a really quality composition for chocolate in comparison to Reese's. It's sugar, cacao beans, cocoa butter, full cream milk, and lecithin. So lecithin is the clean label emulsifier in comparison to the PGPR and Reese's that Jason just talked about. Um, and given this is the first episode of Better For You, I thought I'd take a second to talk about what exactly is clean label, since we'll probably be mentioning this week after week. Um, the term has become synonymous with better for you products, yet its definition is very unclear. Think about the definition of a natural food. What does that mean? So trying to break it down a little bit, IFT, um, the Institute of Food Technologists, defines clean label as essentially clean label means making a product using as few ingredients as possible and making sure those ingredients are items that consumers recognize and think of as wholesome. 
ingredients that consumers might use at home. End quote. I didn't begin the quote. That's okay. Um, to me, so to me, <laughs> clean label also means bringing functionality out of the ingredients you're adding that contribute to the flavor and nutritional profile of foods instead of just adding ingredient with the sole purpose of imparting some sort of functionality. For example, using rosemary extract instead of calcium propionate to preserve a loaf of bread. Rosemary extract actually has a lot of antimicrobial properties as well as calcium propionate, but obviously we all know what rosemary is um, versus propionate, which I'm not sure what it is either. Um, yeah, and that's Justin's ingredients in a nutshell. Was that a pun? A nutshell? Oh, no. <laughs> nice. Now it is one. Okay, so what is the verdict? Are the ingredients better? Can we say the ingredients are better? What do you think, Jason? I think if you can use fewer ingredients with more functionality, I would say that's definitely better. Shorten supply chain, uh, more wholesome, whatever that means. And clearly Justin's put a lot of time and effort into doing this. And most of the ingredients are organic and have all these certifications. So I think that's great. Uh, so I would say, yes, Justin's ingredients are definitely better. Would you concur? Yes, I would concur. Um, I am into chocolate, so the better quality chocolate in Justin's is definitely much appreciated on my end. And the attention to ethically sourced ingredients, I think, is that extra step that pushes it forward. So I am going to talk about a specific ingredient in the Justin's product. Of course, I had to choose palm oil. It's one of the most controversial ingredients in confectionery and in food at large. Palm oil is a great functional ingredient in foods because it acts as a stabilizer and emulsifier. It's odorless, colorless, it's semi-solid and spreadable at room temperature. Um, it has high temperature stability so you can use it to fry food and get a really nice crisp and it's also resistant to oxidation. Its usage is often looked down on in foods these days because of the massive environmental devastation it can cause through habitat destruction and biodiversity loss, especially to orangutans, hence the orangutan-friendly palm oil seal on Justin's. This is such a complex issue and it would definitely take more time to discuss than we have here, and neither do I pretend to be an expert. Um, I generally think that instead of avoiding an ingredient, we should ask, how can we do this better? Even the World Wildlife Fund states that avoidance of palm oil can actually have even more devastating impacts on the companies and communities that rely on that industry. And it can also force companies to use alternatives in their products that may be just as bad or even worse. Additionally, palm oil is the most efficient vegetable oil to grow because it actually doesn't require as much land to produce the same amount of oil. So if we can find a better way to produce the palm oil, which people are working on it, it can actually be a good thing. That's why I really appreciated this ingredient in the Justin's product, and they actually featured it on their website in a blog post justifying why they're using it and how they're sourcing it sustainably. So I think this is just a great example of how better for you products can help to stand for something in the food industry and do it well. I think that was a really a nuanced take on uh, palm oil, which deserves a little more a little more nuance than everyone hating on it all the time. Totally. All right, final thoughts. Is Justin's better for you than Reese's, or is Reese's better for you than Justin's? Uh, I'll start, and I, I th I'm a big fan of low-calorie things that taste really good. So I actually think Reese's is better for you in that sense than Justin's. Look, the sugar is higher, but I think it's warranted because Reese's really tastes better. And if you haven't had a Reese's peanut butter cup since you're like 
12, go get one. They're, they're quite good. There's a reason why it is the uh, number one best-selling snack uh, in the United States. Now, is it better for the planet? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't have all the all of the circles on the packaging, so I'm not quite sure. Um, probably Justin's uh, is better for the planet uh, due to the time they put into sourcing. Uh, it's a big part of what they're what they're about. What do you think, Ashton? Um, I'm going to politely disagree. I think Justin's <laughs> is better for you. Okay. Um, I think the ingredients are better. There's less sugar. The company stands for some values that I think are part of an important conversation going on in food right now. I do think the Reese's taste a little bit better, which could also be in part to the childhood nostalgia factor. But yes, overall, Justin's are better for you. It's a solid peanut butter. Oh, we should do a podcast on how nostalgia influences taste and your sensory uh Oh God, that'd be so interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So more, more to come. All right, I, I think uh, polite disagreement is a good thing. We should have more of that. Uh, so we can, we can call it there. If you have any thoughts, feedback, or questions, reach out to us at hello at grabanzos.com, G-R-A-B-A-N-Z-O-S. Ashton and I have created that brand, which I'm sure we're going to talk more about and critique later on. So is there something you want to hear more about in a better-for-you packaged food world? Please let us know. If there's anything else you want to hear about, uh, feedback, you hate it, you love it, whatever. Also, let us know. What do you think is better for you, Reese's or Justin's? Okay, we thank you very much for listening to the inaugural edition of Better For You. Please shoot us an email let us know what you thought. Thanks.